called this sermon, It's the Little Things. You can throw that up. Anybody taking notes tonight? Cool. So when I, quick shout out to all of our first time guests tonight. Uh, we love you. Thank you for coming on an important night. The moment of, of salvation is tonight. Don't let it pass you by. I want to encourage you for a moment. The majority of the people in the room haven't been saved that long. We're a brand new church and a lot of people have been coming in and saying yes to Jesus. So if you feel like that worship thing we just did was a little weird, you're not alone. Uh, we're learning this together. We're growing together. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you. Let's do this together. Do it together. Come on, let's pull our notes out. Let's pull our notes out. I got a special message tonight, a special end of year message tonight. I really believe it's going to change our, our, our perspective of 2018. Um, and, and it's really just piggybacking off the spoken word, but... But I really believe tonight, if you catch the heart of tonight's talk, I promise you, you're going to be going into 2018 with the right set of eyes. Amen? And I, I, I got this title. I, I believe it's really from God. I was talking to someone just last week, and um, I ended up talking to my girlfriend of the same thing. I was talking to my friend about church, and uh, if you don't know me, I'm sometimes very technical. I'm a tech, anybody, Any technical people out there? Four of us. Love you. Love you. Hey, we're going to go out. Okay, where are we going? What time are we going to get there? What car are we taking? How many people are in the car? What's the AC going to be like in the car? Who's running the aux cable? You know what I'm saying? Like all that. That's who I am. Very technical. Um, I got another friend in another church. She's doing a great job. We're talking about church. And um, I remember this is how the title came. He was talking to me. He's like, yeah, man, you know, when it comes to that, it's, it's, the, it's really the little things. And I looked at it and I was like, man, that really hit me. Like, usually what kind of stands out to me is, is the little things. It's the little things, the unimportant things. But, it, but when, when you're thoughtful, when, when, when you think about these little things, it can make someone's day. And that's the connection to how my girlfriend, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. We were just talking about Christmas and she's, you know, she's, so she's not the person you give the big gift to. My girlfriend's the person you, you write like a letter of like something you said like five years ago. And she's like, it's the little things, you know what I mean? Like it's the, and I, this whole idea of tonight, I feel like God has a message for new birth youth and young adults because sometimes we think that 2018 is going to be all about the big things. We think, ready? We think 2018 is going to come the way that we kind of think it's going to come. We, we think 2018 is going to come with like a big promotion, like a big car. 2018 is going to come with like a, like a big something. And I, I feel like God's message tonight to you is it's actually the little things. Because if it's little, then I can do something great. If it's little, if it's just a seed, watch me turn the seed into a huge oak tree. That'll be there in 100 years when you're long gone. It's the little things. It's really the little things. You think it's the big things. You think that's how I work. And and what was amazing is I started, jumped into the Bible. I saw so many different areas in Scripture when Jesus is talking about little things. And, and the first story is in the book of Luke. Uh, he's, he's saying a parable. A parable is a, a story to bring out a heavenly idea. And this is what he says at the end of the parable. So, so he says the story. Jesus speaks to his disciples. At the very end, he presents this idea. And some of you guys may have heard this before. It's, it's been widely accepted in the world. Uh, but let's read the verse real quick. Luke, chapter Luke, chapter 16, verse 10. 
You probably know this before. It says, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. So this is a declaration that Jesus is saying. Listen, disciples, you want big things? You got to be faithful in the little. Ready, ready, ready? Let's change the hat. Youth leader, you want big things? You got to be faithful in the little. Uh, who, who wants a, a really good future? Who wants a really good, amazing, big, awesome, dreaming future? If you want that future, you got to be faithful with what God has given you right now. That's how God works. It's the little things. And we continue to read. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. So God is in the little things. The little things. Insignificant. I found the definition of little and man, it's just, you probably know someone small in size. <laughs> not, not funny. Not big, not large, tiny, short in duration, not extensive, short, brief, insignificant. But God says, if you're faithful in these things, I will give you much. If you're faithful in the insignificant things, I will give you the significant things. If you're faithful with the $100 check, you'll be able to handle the $1,000 check. You guys here tonight, are you applying it? Yeah. If you're faithful with the little, I can give you much. But it's until you're faithful and you take care of what I've given you now, the small things that I've already given to you. Here's the thing. The little things, you don't have to go get them. God's already given them to you. You already have it in you. And you might be here tonight because this is who I am when I hear a sermon. I'm always like, why is the little so important? Why? Why is it so important? Why, why is that how God works? Why does God work like that? Anybody question the preacher sometimes? Why does God work in the little things? Well, we learned last week, we'll read this again in 1 Corinthians, that God is so funny. Thank you, Fiji. I love Fiji. You guys make some noise for Julie. Amazing. First Corinthians. We read this last week. But God chose the what? The foolish things to shame the wise. And God chose the weak things to shame the strong. In other words, if you are trying to figure out why and how God's going to do something, you're going to end up looking like a fool because he doesn't do it how you think he does it. He does it a different type of way. If you're going to sit here and really try to map out how God's going to work in 2018, how God is going to fix your relationships, how God is going to do it, if you want to sit down and figure all that out, you'll be a fool. But if you go and be obedient to what he's asking of you, I promise he will make you look smart. He will make you look strong. People see you, you'll look weak, but because you're obedient, you'll become strong. God chooses the foolish things. It's amazing to shame the wise. Why is the little so important? Listen, if you knew why, then you wouldn't need God. You guys here tonight? If you knew why God works, how God works, how he's going to do it, why he does it, why he closes doors, why he, if you knew how God did that, then why would you need a God? You're your own God. So there's an element in this whole thing. What is it? It's trust. Trusting that if I'm faithful with the little, the little things that I have, I'm faithful that God can do something great. So here's a question I have for you. What can God do with the little that I have? What can he do with it? I mean, so you're saying he does great things. Well, let me talk to you really quickly about Moses. He had a little staff. 
And I'm not saying staff like a staff team. I'm saying staff like a stick. Like God literally called him, and, and God called him with a stick. I want that man with a stick. Anybody own a bat? Anybody like to go batting or batting cages? Gotta play baseball. Five of us. Who plays basketball? Figured we're a basketball church. Who plays, who plays ping pong? Okay, a little bit more ping pong than basketball. All right. We're buying a ping pong table. <laughs> you ever had a bat? Bo- a bat is literally a staff. I mean, like a crane. Like, come on, like a staff. Moses had a little staff. And what's funny is, is that God calls Moses, and all Moses has is his staff. Let's read in the book of Exodus. Moses protested to God. Moses was called by God, but he protested to God because he said, God, I don't have a great I don't have a great talent. I don't have great insight. I'm not that creative. I'm not, even that, I'm not even that much of a good speaker. And you want me to lead your people. You want me to lead your nation. All I got is this staff. He protested against God. How many times do you disqualify the things that God's trying to place over your life? How many times have God set the road for you? I mean, he gave you purpose. He gave you hope in the future. And because of what you have and what you don't have, you already disqualify your purpose. And God says, listen, all I need is someone who is available. All I need is someone who's willing to give me just the little things. And it says, as we continue to read, Moses protested against God. Me? What do you mean you're going to choose me? I'm the worst out of all these people. I can't speak. You're asking me to speak and lead when I have a speech impediment. It's just me, my speech impediment, and a stick. And you're calling me to lead. He says, what if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Everything you need that God's going to put in your life is already in your hand. The little thing that you, you don't, you're trying to figure it out. Listen, you, are, you already have it. It's already in your possession. Let's continue to read. The Lord asked him, what is it in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw the staff down, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumps back. What the heck is going on? Then the Lord said, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and turned, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. God says, perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they, then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Number one, my first point, what God is going to use to push you into your purpose is the little that's already in your hand. Anybody receive that? Anybody taking notes tonight? What God is going to use to push you into your purpose, it's the little that's already in your hand. Uh, we've been talking about Newbirth internship a lot. Who's hyped for Newbirth internship? Awesome. I, I've had so many conversations. What do I need to qualify? Are you available this summer <laughs> from, from 8 to 2? <laughs> Wednesday through? Like, it, it's so much of what we don't have that qualifies us to where God wants to take us. Promise you. It, it's going to be, it's going to be, what's, what's, what's going to push you into your purpose is already in your hand. It's already there. You can imagine Moses, who protested against God, standing in front of the holy nation, showing him the, the staff trick. Turn into a snake and back in. I bet you he looked at that staff differently every single day. He just saw it as a stick. But when God steps into the situation, when Moses gives God the little things, 
it becomes a beacon of hope for the nation of Israel. That's a little stat. Let me talk to you about a little jawbone. This is wild. I mean, he has no Samson. He's the, uh, the Bible version of Hulk. Yeah, Marvel ripped the Bible, if you were wondering. He just doesn't turn, he doesn't turn green. Little jawbone. This man is crazy. He was superhuman strength. If you ever heard the story before, it's a really well-known Bible story. He, you know, it's him and Delilah, right? They're hanging out. And she's like, what's the secret to your strength? And he's like, I ain't going to tell you. Ends up telling her. She cut, they cut his hair. I mean, he becomes a prisoner. But the thing is that his strength was a promise from God. And God said, I'm going to give you three things to live by to never, ever lose your strength. There were two other things, but the one the, the one thing left. So he, he actually disobeyed the other two. And the last string, the last beacon of grace that God had over him with his super strength was his hair. But I want to rewind time real quick. When, 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 when Samson's kind of just the man, right? He's literally the man. He, he's in this area. He's kind of cornered. There's like thousands of soldiers headed his way. He doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have a spear. He doesn't have a knife. He doesn't, he doesn't even have like a stick. He, he doesn't even have a staff. He has nothing in his bare hands. He, he sees a donkey. Let's read. And Judges, uh, it says in verse 14, Samson arrived to Lehi. The, fin- the Philistines came shouting in triumph. But the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson. He snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were burnt strands of flax. And they fell from his wrist. Then he found a little jawbone of a recently killed donkey. He picked it up and he killed 1,000 Philistines with it. Then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, I've plied them in heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I've killed a thousand men. By the way, there's a Samson movie coming out. Have you guys seen the trailer? It looks crazy. Awesome. I think they show that scene too. Isn't that funny? God, how how am I going to defeat my enemies? What's in your hand? God, I don't have a sword. God, I don't have a shield. God, how am I going to defend myself? Coming this new year, Lord, are, are is this going to be a year that I'm, like, happy internally but, like, struggling externally? What's going to happen in 2018? And God is saying this, uh, point number two. What God is going to use to defend you against your enemies is with the little that's already in your hand. What God is going to use to defend you and fight you off against your enemies in this coming year, it's the little that is already in your hand. Little staff, little jawbone. I want to talk to you about little stones. See, David, King David, you guys know King David? He started off as a shepherd boy, David and Goliath. You guys ever heard that story before? Just nod at me if you're with me tonight. Awesome. So if you're not nodding, it's it's a great story. A little kid is called by God to kill a giant. What's amazing is, is that there's an an awesome happening in in 1 Samuel. Let's read it together. So, 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 So David has the courage to step up against this amazing giant. Believed he's from nine to eleven feet tall. Any 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 area around there, nine to eleven feet tall. He steps up boldly and courageously when men with shield and armor are scared of the giant. Come on, David knows he's called, knows God is for him, know he has purpose, so he steps up. The thing is, you don't just step in the battlefield and try to fight. You gotta go through authority. You gotta go through the line of of, of authority that, that's in the battlefield and, and it has to get approved by the king. In this time, you have King Saul. And, and, and King Saul was like, dude, you're like 15. You're not going to fight that giant. I'm not, I'm not going to have your blood on my hands. 
and he persisted, and he persisted. And then we read here. It says, Saul finally consented, right? So he finally gave in. All right, kid, you're crazy. I like your heart, bro. But you're a little crazy. Just go fight him. Go ahead. Just do it. And this is crazy. He says, all right, go ahead, he said. And may the Lord be with you. So you're a little jit, right? You ain't even got no sword. You got no weapon. You have no training, right? You talking about how you defended the sheep back in the day, whatever. Listen, may the Lord go with you, all right? May the Lord be with you. Have fun. Verse 38. I love this. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on. He strapped the sword over it. He took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. And this is David said, I can't go in these. He protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with the shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Isn't that an amazing image? When Saul is saying, David, you want to do something crazy? Awesome. Here's my armor. Here you go. He puts it on. It doesn't feel good. Take it off. Here's a sword. You're going to fight a giant. You're going to go into battle. Here's a sword. Here's my shield. He puts it on. He takes it off. He says, I got these little stones that I feel like the Holy Spirit led me to earlier, and I have them already with me. And isn't this amazing that he, he tried to fit into the armor, but it didn't fit him. And here's the truth. That, that Point number three, what God is going to use to conquer giants in your life isn't what people will give you. It's the little that you had all along. So sometimes we assume that 2018 is going to be great. My next blessing is going to be great. My next position is going to be awesome because somebody's going to give it to me. No, sir. God has already given you what you need to succeed. God has already given you what you need to take another step forward. God has already given you the little stones. It's already in you. It's the little things that God requires from us to catapult us to a new dimension. You guys here tonight? Come on. Somebody shout amen tonight. Somebody shout, that's good tonight. You got to declare that going into the new year and believe it. Everything I need to be great is already inside of me. God made me just the way I am in the right season, in the right moment. I want to talk about a young person in here. His name is Matthew. Matt, you here? Matt, you somewhere here? Can you wave at me? There you go, Matt. Love you, Matt. His hand was quickly down. You didn't see him. He's awesome. We talked about a little staff, a little jawbone, little stones. I'll talk to you real quick about Matt's little iPhone. You got a little iPhone. Matt got a little iPhone. Here's what's funny. Matt goes to school. Matt's in a private school. You know what he did? You know what he started doing? He would tell me. Right after service, every, every week after church, he'd be like, hey, hey, Pastor, so I wasn't here last week, but I heard the podcast, though. Great word. I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? It was like an awesome relationship. And then he's like, yo, I'm not going to make it next week, but I'm going to listen to the podcast. All right, man, listen to the podcast. That's like our relationship. Yeah. Matt told me one week Matt comes in with two grown women. I'm like, all right, Matt, I see you, dog. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that little iPhone going to work. How you doing? I'm good. No, 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 no. Matt walks in with his teachers. 
sitting right here. I didn't preach that night. Jonathan preached and Kevin preached. And then they come to me after and say, hey, yeah, so, so Matt, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Awesome. I, I, I'm a teacher from Matt's school. I used to teach there, and I'm teaching somewhere else. She's one of my teacher friends. Yeah, so, so Matt would take his phone, and, like, he just started playing the podcast out loud in class. And then when I was like, dude, that sounds so good, they plug in speakers, and they got it blasting through the classroom. Crazy. They would put it so loud, you can hear them with the podcast in the hallways of the school. They would just blast it. I mean, like, principal's coming by, he'll shut it off. Too loud. Blasting from a little iPhone. I get a call from his principal a week later, two weeks after he told me this. So, older gentleman. He's like, this is Pastor John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got chapel going on tomorrow. Can see me look for a pr- see you there at 9 11. We got two chapels. I'll see you there. See you, buddy. <laughs> Texted me. I was like, what the heck's going on, bro? I'm spicing it up. It wasn't that awesome. Um, <laughs> get to Kissimmee Lakefront, and we do two chapels. We're out there in Kissimmee Lakefront, beautiful morning, hundreds of students. I think the first one was like elementary and middle, and the second one was like all high school. And I just, I, I gave two chapels, I mean like after every chapel, I'm no lie, around 60 to 70 hands went up to receive Jesus as a personal savior. Both two chapels. And when you think about it, That's not me working. That's God working. Let's go deeper. That's not Matt working. It's Matt's iPhone, y'all. It started with a little iPhone. And it led and paved the way for hundreds of students to say yes to Jesus on a Wednesday morning. The next week, like four of them came to church. They're like, yo, you crazy. We back here, bro. This is lit. I mean, they text him, when is he coming back? What's going on? What's going on? Listen, it's the little things that's already in your head. Come on, anybody here tonight? God has already given you everything you need to do something great. God has already given it to you. It's in your hands. Anybody believe that tonight? It's already in you. It's already inside of you. Come on, let's talk about a little seed. Jesus speaks about a little seed in the book of Matthew. It says in Matthew 17, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you just have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing would be impossible if you just had a little. You just gave me a little. It's the little. Here's, the, here's my prayer. I hope we all go, go to bed tonight making this prayer. God, I, I give to you my life. Maybe my life seems like nothing. Maybe my time and my schedule seems like a little. Maybe my budget seems like a little. Maybe my family seems like a little. Maybe my talent seems like a little. Maybe my life seems like a little. Maybe my weekend, Friday, Sunday seems like a little. Maybe my relationships seem like a little. Maybe my breath, Lord, seems like a little. Maybe my job seems like a little. Maybe my time seems like a a little. But, Lord, I know and I found out tonight at New Birth Youth and Young Adults that if I have a little, God can do something great. If I just have just a little bit and I give it to God, something can happen. God, I will take your little and do more than you can ever imagine. That's what God would do. God will take your little and do more than you can ever imagine. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. I'm halfway done, but I want them to be up now and just party with me. Come on up. Grand opening.
Next point, little things lead to big change. So here's the thing. It's the little, right? It's the little. The little things lead to a big change. It's the little things. It's the little things. How many of you guys notice everything in your house, and once the smallest thing moves, you ask your mom, why did that move? Is that anybody else? I get out the shower the other day, and usually I get out the right side of the shower. I didn't notice this until the rug was moved. My mom moved the rug, the bathroom rug, from the right side to the left side. I mean, a bathroom rug, y'all. I'm talking about like the shower rug. You know what I'm saying? The cozy rug. She moved it from the right side to the left side. I get out the shower, and I like step out, and I see there's no rug. I'm like, I'm going down. Quick prayer. Lord, forgive me all my sins. Boom! Lord, if you coming back, I just want to say, you know what I'm saying? Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Hitting the Heisman on my way down. It's just a rug, but it's a change. It's a small thing, but there's change. I'm telling you, the, the, the awkwardest moment is the day after, right? When I'm hesitating to go out the right side because it's now on the left, I still look like, okay, left side it is. You see, it's the little things. Listen to me. When you give God your little thing, there's going to be change happening. When you give God the little things, there's going to be change. And listen, even the littlest of changes, you'll notice. I was talking to Angel about it. I was like, dude, it's so hard now to get out the right side. He told me, listen, I dare you to figure out what shoe you put on first in the morning and try to switch it. And I thought about it. I was like, I put my left shoe on first, and I put my right shoe. And the next day, I tried to put my right foot first. I was like, ow. I was like, whoa. Like, off balance. Like, it's the little things that you notice the change the most. Little things lead to a big change. Try that tomorrow. Whatever shoe you put on first, you're just naturally going to do it. Just say, nope, and go to your other shoe. It's going to be the awkwardest moment of your day. Because it's the little things that lead to big change. You see, when you give God the little, you're paving the way to change. And it's our responsibility to see the shifting that God is working through, not as a process in vain, but as a reward of our submission. You guys here tonight? So when we give to God the little, there's going to be change. Christian, believer, it is your responsibility to see the changes that are going to be happening, not as a moment of vain, but looking at it as a process of God making a way where there is no way. Because you gave him a little, listen to me, things are going to begin to change. And because of tonight, you now have the responsibility to see change. Don't look at it in vain. Look at it in God's making a way. When you give God the little, you're paving the way to change. Listen, giving God your little, listen to me, it's submission. That's what submission feels like. When you're giving God something, you're submitting something to him. And I want to encourage you, when you push against change, you postpone the fruit of your submission. You got here tonight? So let's make it clear. God wants the little things in my life. When I give him the little things, I'm submitting to him the little. I'm giving him something. And what happens with submission is change, right? So so things begin to change when the little is submitted. Hear me. But when I push against change, put it back up. When I push against the change, I postpone the fruit of my submission. 
So when I submit my little to God and he begins to do something, if I'm pushing against the change, if I'm not going with the flow, if I'm not going where God is leading me, I'm only postponing the fruit of my submission. You guys here tonight? I know that's a big thought, but, but let's, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. God wants the little in my life. When I give him the little, I'm submitting something to him that only he can have, something small, and maybe his staff, and maybe my time, and maybe my little budget, and maybe my relationships, and maybe my schedule, come on, and maybe my weekend, and maybe be some, some people. Whatever God is asking and requiring from you in 2018, it's the little. It's going to lead to some, to some change. It's going to lead to new environments. Listen, God is going to lead you to a place higher than you're already at. Listen, I'm going to encourage you. You can't be hanging around the same people that are behind that little you just gave up. Come on, you're going to give the little. It's going to push you to a new environment. It's going to push you to a new level of thinking. Come on, those movies aren't funny no more. Those conversations aren't that fun to have anymore. Come on, putting people down, that's not what I'm about anymore. I'm not about those things. So what happens is when you give the little... Break it down a little. When, when, when you give the little, break it down a little. Give me your little. When you break it down a little, you submit. When you submit, there's change. I can't tell you that 2018 will look the same as this year. I, I want to submit something to you. Listen, there will be change coming your way when you submit to God the little. But hear me, I want, I want to say this next point. The fruit of my submission is freedom. The fruit of my submission, when I give God my little, the fruit of that is freedom. 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 See, here's the thing. Uh, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Change isn't so much fun all the time, right? I mean, I was talking to a dude the other day. He's like, dude, I changed five schools from middle school to high school. I went to five different schools. Change isn't the funnest thing ever. But listen, if you understand that change is happening because you gave God your little, I believe there is fruit coming in that change. I believe that there is freedom coming in that process. Listen, I believe that there's healing coming with that process. Here's the truth. I'm going to make an announcement right now. All eyes on me. Listen, there's going to be some changes happening on Friday nights. In 2018, there's going to be a change happening in our youth and young adult ministries. And listen, if you are not living a submissive life to God, you will be behind the change and not with it. You guys here tonight? I mean, like, if you're not ready to swim, you're going to miss the boat. I mean, there's, there's going to be a moment I feel like God's going to take us to another level. God is going to change some things. He's going to do it. And, and, and if you're not a person who is diving into submission, if you're not a person who's looking at the little things and saying, God, take it, God, move it, and I understand that change is the, come on, somebody. Change is the result of my submission. If you're not with it, you'll be behind it. And I want to encourage you. We are never going to change the message. You guys here tonight? Never change the message. What's the message? Jesus Christ. The message of grace. The message of hope. But let me tell you something. Listen to me. Listen to me. We will change the method. We will change the venue. 
We will change the location. We will change service structure. We will change Friday night. We will change services. We will change the music. We're going to change people. We're going to change systems. We're going to change structures. But the message will never change. We want all people to hear and know about the life that is only available through Jesus. 469 people came in through our doors in this year and said yes to Jesus. Youth and young adults. In one year, 469. We're believing for more. We're crazy enough to believe for more. But listen to me. Just like Matt and his little iPhone. Just like Moses and his little staff. Just like Samson and his little, his little bone. Come on. God is calling you to give the little. He's calling you to submit to him the little. And if you're faithful with the little, God will do more than you can ever imagine. Come on. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. What's your little? Man, I'm believing for a great year. I'm believing for an amazing year. I'm believing for more. Come on, I believe God's going to start to change some things. Listen, do not push against change. God is asking you. He's begging you. Please, come on, just give me the little. Give me the little. I promise you I will do more than you can ever imagine. Give me your life. Give me the little that you have. Come on. I don't have a big budget. Come on, give me the little. I don't have that much time. Just give me the little. And I promise you I will do something amazing with your life. All over this place. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. I want to present an opportunity tonight for anyone who's never said yes to Jesus. If you're here tonight and and maybe you, you kind of been going through the motions of life, maybe you kind of just stumbled in here, I want to encourage you, listen, tonight is a divine appointment that God has with you. It's not an accident you're here. Come on, you didn't just get dragged here. Come on, God had a purpose for you tonight. If you're here in the room and you want to make a decision tonight to say yes to Jesus, come on, everyone stay still for just a moment. If you, you want to make a decision to say yes to God tonight, I want to encourage you. We've all made that decision here. If that's you, you want to make that decision, say yes to Jesus. On the count of three, I want to acknowledge you. Raise your hand on the count of three. If you want Jesus and you want to live a life for him, submitting to him the little you have. On the count of three, if that's you, raise your hand all over this room. One, two, three. If you want Jesus, shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. Here we go. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You guys can make a little bit more noise tonight. Come on, 13 people tonight. Why don't you stand up right now? Come on, can we give God a shout of praise? Can we begin to worship? Come on, Lord of my life. Come on, let's worship. Every hand lifted up. Come on.